0: I am trusting that everyone is healthy. Thank you for joining us in today's online service. Please make sure that your face masks are still very much handy. And make sure that you don't leave your home without your alcohol. It's important to make sure that this pandemic will soon be over. And po, we cannot overemphasize the importance of everyone's cooperation so that we heal as one, we recover as one, and by God's grace, we get to return to normalcy as one. Today Paul, marks the second Sunday of January. And last Sunday, we have started a sermon series, which we have entitled Far From the Shallow. Pastor June and Pastor Leo, a while ago already alluded to this series of sermons. Importante po sa buhay ng kristyano, that in the passing of time, that in the passing of years, tayo po ay palalim ng palalim sa ating pananampalataya sa Panginoon. Magandang New Year's resolution po yan ngayon 2021, mga kapatid, Nating lala yunin, na, ating na ating hihingin sa Panginoon at ating loloobin na tayo mas magiging malalim sa ating kapit sa ating Palataya, because we already have seen the people that will survive and thrive in these times of pandemic are people that have consciously and mindfully decided to grow deep and to grow to go far from the shallow. so today my friends, I am also announcing that today January 10 we are officially starting the 21-day prayer and fasting of our community. So, to all my Lighthouse family, if we want mas maging malalim ang ating appreciation for what God ginagawa doing and in our midst, we are going to fast. to So many if people are united in seeking the Lord with all of our hearts, the Lord promises that He will come and heal our land. He will come and heal our broken bodies. It's important boy, that we take seriously the mandate of the Lord for His saints, for His disciples to pray and to fast. As so starting today, may you decide kung ilang meals every day ang inyong ifa-fast. You can fast your... Breakfast, you can fast your breakfast and your lunch and probably break it pagdating ng gabi. We call it the Ramadan fast. You can do the uh, Jewish fast. You you can fast for the whole day and then just have your one and only meal by about 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Some people can go for three straight days that they fast and then they break it off and then only to restart it the week after. Kung ano fast ng inyong intention na ibibigay po ninyo sa banal na God honors the obedience of His people. God honors the desire of His children. Whenever we come and we realize and we purpose it in our hearts that, Lord, all of these are for You. We fast the way the Bible instructs us to fast. Our motives are clear. Our intentions are pure for the glory of God. And Majesty of the Name of Jesus, and come January thirty-one, we're going to have our Vision Sunday. I believe God will just pour out unto His Church and unto His Kingdom people, lahat ng kanyang at gawin kanyang mga for these moments, for these crucial junctures that not only our nation but the rest of the nations of the world are going through. Pangalawang linggo ng January, we already have been rocked by so many challenging events. Naron tayong napakabatang flight attendant that met her untimely death. Of course, it's now under investigation. And just this week, mga we have seen how the democracy of the United States of America has been put to the test because of yung bangayan ng Republicans and the Democrats in that part of the globe. And so, we commiserate with our American brothers and sisters. We pray alongside you. We pray that the Lord will raise up peacemakers amongst the Americans so that this bastion of democracy, as they call it, will truly be an emblem of being God-fearing as a nation. So, these and more, mga and sisters, we natin, to be in the presence of so shall we bow down our heads, and let's commit not only today's service, but this 21-day of fasting that, as a community and as a family, we are going to go through. Panginoon, salamat po sa iyong paggabay sa aming mga buhay. Salamat din po panginoon that all these years we have come to realize, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Father. And so Lord, as we now purpose it in our hearts, in our spirits to commit the the next coming 21 days to prayer and fasting, Lord, we hold on to your promise. We hold on to your word that as your people honor your name, your presence shall be upon us all. And so Holy Spirit, would you now come down? Lord, walk into every home right now. Every living room, every bedroom of our friends right now, we're in tune to this online service. I pray in the name of Jesus, that Lord. Today, kaka yung kaming muli sa kapangyarihan ng iyong salita, sa presensya ng iyong banal na Spirito. And today, Lord, we just give our hearts unto you, for you have done and you continually do wonderful things in the midst of your children. Receive now our worship. As we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Everyone will say, Amen. Today, if you have your Bibles with you, we will continue this series of preachings. We will read from Hebrews chapter 11. I'll give you a few seconds to open your Bibles there. Hebrews 11, we'll start with verse 8, and I will lead you along the way. Hebrews, 8, Hebrews 11, verse 8. I will be reading from the New International Version. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Verse 9. By faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. Now flip a few verses down, go to verse 15 of the same chapter, Hebrews 11. Verse 15 would say, And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one therefore god is not ashamed to be called their god i have entitled this second part of the series obedience of faith lord may you add now blessings unto the reading and now the preaching of your word obedience of faith If you have been a believer for quite some time now, you know that faith is the foundation of our obedience. Faith is the fountain. Faith is the one that fosters obedience amongst the disciples of Jesus. Because we have faith, because we know whom we believe, we know in whom we have put our trust in this life and in the next it fosters, it behooves upon us, it inspires us, it moves us to this great adventure of the faith, of this great Christian pilgrimage that is marked by obedience. And we declare that because Jesus died so that we might have faith in Him, so that we might obey Him, we now declare that by believing in Jesus, He thus becomes our savior and by obeying the words of Jesus he thus truly becomes our lord ang dalawang mukanang ng isang magkalakip magkalakip na mukha ng isang coin ikanga. that Jesus is both savior ang tagapagligtas at siya rin ang panginoon siya ang leader ng ating buhay now to give a context to Hebrews chapter 11 The author of Hebrews or the authors of Hebrews, some scholars would say it was written by the Apostle Paul. Some people would say it could have been a collaborative work amongst Paul and probably Luke and all the other saints during the time. But the authors of the book of Hebrews, they knew that at the time, the Christian believers were facing so much challenges. Even right now, as a believer, you know, na nung ekao ay omo'o sa Life, yes, has always been blessed, but life has not always been easy. Now, transport yourself back to about 2,000 years ago, when the Christian faith was just budding. Nagsisi palang ang Christianismo. How difficult it must have been for the formerly Jewish people, mga Hebrews raised and educated in the tenets of Judaism, of the Jewish faith. And now because they have been convicted, they have been visited, they have been stirred by the very Spirit of God, now they have pledged allegiance to Jesus Christ, declaring Him as Lord and Savior, Jesus as God Himself of the same substance, begotten, not made by the Father in heaven that Christianity now equates Jesus equal to God the Father, the God who's being worshipped by the Jewish people. Now, of course, the Jewish people could not just accept this. People whose eyes were not yet opened by the Spirit of God, or probably whose eyes have remained blinded by the God of this world, as Paul would say. They could not accept this because you should understand that from the perspective of the Jewish people, the Jewish religious leaders were still very much aware and they were reeling in the trauma of the exiles. Yes, plural. The exiles that the Jewish people experienced during the time of Babylon, during the time of Persia. And what was the main reason why they were exiled? Why they were judged so harshly by God during the time? The reason is idolatry. Because they knew that the hearts of the Jewish people had been corrupted by the gods and goddesses of this world and therefore God's wrath was upon them. And because of that, the diaspora of the Jewish people became a reality. Now if you're a Jewish leader, you swear, you swore to your heart and to God that idolatry would never have a place amongst the Jewish people ever again. And now they were seeing these Hebrews, this Jewish people converting to Christianity, hailing Jesus as God. This carpenter's son proclaiming him as a resurrected savior. So, for those whose eyes were still blind at the time, this was nothing less than blasphemy. This was nothing less than heresy. And because of that, the persecution of the Jewish religious leaders began against the Hebrew believers. Hebrews chapter 10, it says, Remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. Now imagine that, my friends, look at those keywords insults, sufferings, publicly exposed to persecution. Ito po ang result kung ikaw ay manalig sa panginoong Jesus unang panahon. In today's time where religious freedom is a much vaunted right of every people, not many people would even bother to touch you because of your convictions. Not unless you are, say, in a communist China where Christians are still very much persecuted. But in a country like ours, the Philippines, ang pagiging kung ano mga relihiyon ang not many people will bother you for that. But it was not so for the earliest believers. They were publicly censured. They were unjustly treated. Hebrews ten thirty four would say, "You sympathize with those in prison," meaning they were thrown to prison, and you joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. Because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possession, so even their properties were now being taken away from them. Anong kasalanan nila? Anong krimen nila? Simple because they became Christians. Question: Would you have remained in the faith if everything in your life, everything that you have grown accustomed to, the comforts that you were given by the state or by the church? because you were much a Jewish person, but now just because your heart had been stirred by the power of the Holy Spirit, now you know the reality of the living, resurrected Savior who is Jesus. And because all of this, you're being beaten up, you're being thrown to prison, you're being deprived of your life, liberty, and your pursuit of happiness. Your human rights were being curtailed. Would you have remained in the faith? And that's why, my friends, if you would like to be inspired, to be far from the shallows, it's very important that we look back and understand the context of the earliest saints in Christendom. How these people were never shallow in their faith because they knew in their heart. To become a believer of Christ, to become a follower of Jesus could mean the reversal of fortune for you. It would mean that if you ka you have a business license to operate. If you're a public official, you will be demoted. If not, you will be sacked. You'll be fired from your job. If you're a student, you'll be bullied by your fellow students. If you're a teacher, you'll not be allowed to open your mouth anymore for fear that you'll proselytize the Jewish people to your newfound religion, Christianity. Now, not only that, my friends. Soon, it was not only the Jewish leaders that were persecuting the people, it was now the state of the Roman Empire. Soon Nero came, and Nero just viciously hated the Christian to the core of his heart. And so he started burning the Christians, feeding them to the lions, feeding them to the gladiators, para lamang sa ka- ng mga Romano during their gladiatorial combat in Rome. And so. To these beleaguered Christian Christians, the writers of Hebrews started penning down these words as inspired by the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 10 verse 35 would say, Do not throw away your confidence because it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. For in just a very little while, He who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. This is a quotation from Habakkuk chapter 2. My righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. And verse 39 declares, But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved the book of hebrews is a boost in the arm of these beleaguered christians of these persecuted christians it is your faith in jesus it is your faith in god and god is encouraging you we don't belong to those people that shrink back just because persecution is at its height as a matter of fact, we are the people marked by perseverance because god Who preserves us is the same God that will make us persevere through all the trials that this life and this world may hurl at us. And so speaking about faith, how the righteous shall live by faith. And living in this eschatological hope that all of this will have an ending very soon. Because he who promised, he will come and he will come soon. Now it is an encouragement. And therefore, when you now transition to Hebrews chapter 11, it is otherwise known as the honor roll of faith. Hebrews 11 will now show us all those people who lived by faith, if only to encourage the Hebrew believers if only to encourage those jewish people that now put their faith in the messiah whose name is jesus christ so that by the familiarity that they have with these names and the scriptures they know they are standing on solid ground meron tinututungan meron silang kaya nilang panghawakan when life turns topsy turvy when life doesn't make sense it is your faith that will sustain you Hebrews 11 starts by saying in verse 1 Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and being certain of what we do not see This is what the ancients were commended for Even if you don't see the things happening around you even if you don't see the purpose the reason why these things are happening unto us nanapalatai lang naman ako kay Lord bakit nagkagang ng buhay ko even if you don't see, walakang kang sa lahat ng misfortune sa buhay mo. It is being sure still of what you have put your faith in. And those that have gone before you, they were commended by God for this. And so, kung mo ang first few verses of Hebrews 11, it talked about the faith of Abel, how his sacrifice was honored by God more than Cain's. It talked about Enoch who lived and walked with the presence of God. It talked about Noah, that even though he was alone in his generation, he was there to believe in the very commandments of the Lord. And then, by about verse 8 of Hebrews 11, it comes to the narrative of Abraham, the great father of the faith. The same Abraham with whom God had established a covenant that would last for generations upon generations. And if you're going to summarize the life and the narrative of Abraham, it could be summarized by this. For by faith, Abraham obeyed. It's the kind of faith that moves people to take God by His word. It's the kind of faith that moves people to take God for his utterances, to know that God will never renege on his word, will never turn his back away from his people, even if all other things do not make sense in your life. Abraham had faith and therefore Abraham obeyed. Now before we expose it even more on the life of Abraham, let's just Go through first the pillars of an obedient faith. What are the pillars upon which the faithful people can stand on so that obedience becomes not only second nature, but obedience becomes a true source of the believer's joy? Why do we believe and why do we obey? Number one, the pillar of God's full dominion and sovereignty. We fully acknowledge that God has full dominion over our lives. He is king. He is sovereign. And God has the the final word in your life and in mine, mga kapatid. That's a pillar that we stand on. That's how big, how powerful, that's how important, that's how central God's place is in our lives, in our hearts. I belonged to a fraternity when I was in college. And our first cardinal rule is this the word of our head, of our superior, of our leader, his word is the law. Pag may sinabi ng aming leader, no questions asked, because he's our Lord Chancellor. And it's a value that even in human organizations, it's being lifted up, it's being underscored, it's being highlighted how much more if you acknowledge that god's sovereignty reigns over your life one of the netflix series of movies that rose and i have truly enjoyed is the netflix series entitled the crown the story of the royal family of the united kingdom of england and of course central to that story is queen elizabeth how at a young age she was she was put into that position of being the sovereign of of England, of being the sovereign of Britain, the sovereign of the United Kingdom. And even the most popular prime minister, Chamberlain, uh, Winston Churchill, Margaret Thatcher, all of these prime ministers, duly elected by the people of Great Britain, in their first day of office, they would have to go to Buckingham Palace, bow down before the queen, kiss the hand of the sovereign, and it is only upon the word of Queen Elizabeth when she would say, I invite you now to please form a government for and in behalf of my sovereignty that the prime minister will have the full mandate of the royalty. Now if Queen Elizabeth is being respected, if the sultans of many nations are being respected, if the lord chancellors of fraternities are being obeyed, how much more for our God who is our King. How much more for our Jesus, who bought us at a price, who gave His very own life just so we can be rescued from the deadness of our sin so that we can be transported from death unto life. Doesn't He have the right to your every breath, my friend? Doesn't doesn't He have the right to access your very soul when everything that we have, that everything that you possess, you owe it unto God. This is a pillar that we stand on, mga kapatid. He is king. And yes, Jesus would now teach us that we can relate to God as our father. As a matter of fact, when the Lord taught his apostles, his disciples how to pray, he taught that very much famous, the Lord's prayer. Our father. Now God gives us, Jesus gives us an access to the deity, to the creator of the heavens and the earth and call him our father. But don't forget the next part, our father who art in heaven. Yes, he is our father, but he is our king. So no to over familiarity when we could just you know be chummy chummy with god pwedemo nang biruin pwedemo mo ng take for granted ang dios mo dahil tatay mo naman siya kung paano mong minsan lang tatay And i'm sure it's fun in the family but don't ever forget that god he's our father but he is in heaven and so if you like to watch the crown series even the children of queen elizabeth foremost of whom is prince charles Whenever Prince Charles would go and have audience with his very own mother, the sovereign of England, Prince Charles would have to observe the proper protocol. Yes, he is the son and the queen is his mother, but he would have to bow down. He would have to kiss the ring of the queen. My friends, if we stand in this pillar and we just don't over-familiarize ourselves with God, then we can have the obedience of faith that is required amongst the disciples of Jesus. Pillar number two that we can stand on why we can obey God is because we believe in the supreme righteousness of God's commands. We obey Him not only because He has the right to exact from us our obedience, to demand from us our absolute allegiance, but number two, we obey him because we have no doubt about the righteousness the holiness the purity the perfection of every command of the lord hindi lamang siya magaling na Dios; siya ay mabuting Dios. at kung meron siyang iuutos sa atin para at tayo ay sumunod at tumalima hindi hindi kailangan at hindi natin pagdududahan ang reasons kung bakit niya pinapagawa Na niya and that's why obeying God becomes a joy. Obeying God becomes a source of life. Because when we obey His word, when we obey His command, it's much sweeter than honey. It's even much more precious than gold. By the word of God, His servant is warned. By the word of God, we are richly rewarded as the book of Psalm would go. I remember this father, a businessman, he went to his son, a 6-year-old son. He said, "Today, son, I'm going to teach you how it is to become a good businessman. Are you ready?" And the son said, "Yes, dad." Today is your first business lesson. Here is a here is a table here. anak, sa table, okay? And then the father said, Now son, I want you to jump to me and I will catch you. And of course, full faith, the son jumped into the waiting arms of the father and as he did, the father stepped aside and the son, boom! Fell flat on his nose, right to the floor, blooded all over by bukulpa. And of course, the son was crying. Why did you do that, dad? And the father said to the son, That's the first lesson in business. Don't trust anyone. Now this is not to disparage my businessman friends I'm sure you are better than that but imagine if that's the kind of god that you have paasahin ka ka biglang iiwasan then that kind of leader is not worthy of your trust but not so for our god his every command is pure his principles of this law of his gospel are pure and altogether righteous that's one of the songs that we would sing in the Catholic Church when we were young pillar number three is that we can stand and we can obey the Lord's commands because it is always about our call for our personal response that when God calls us God calls us personally He has a word for you, so in going back now to Abraham, Abraham received that word from the Lord in Genesis chapter twelve. Now being recounted in Hebrews chapter eleven, Abraham didn't know what God's word was for the other Chaldeans in the land of Ur. Maybe God also called other people, but it was beyond Abraham's business. What God spoke or whispered or gave to other people. It's not your business to guess. The question is, what is God's word for you? Because God's word for you demands, my friend, that you have your personal response to it. And so in Genesis chapter 12, the Lord would say to Abraham, leave your country. It's you, second person. God is the first person. He was talking to Abraham in the second person. Leave your people. Leave your father's household and go to the land that I will show you. So you see that? The plural is you because it's about you, my friend. It's about your personal response to our God. And so, may sarilin panamaganang diyo sa isa sa atin. Sapagsisi mo lang 2021. As we look around, many people are having so many models of online ministry. How does The other church do it. How do do the other churches do it? In America, in Australia, how do our friends in New Life, how are they doing it? Or in Victory, or in CCF, or in GCF. Oh, God bless all these churches. Lighthouse is never in competition with any church. But I also realize as a pastor of the church that God's call for Lighthouse is unique. And it is something that is direct and personal for Lighthouse people to heed. And so, no need to compare with what other churches are doing. And so, let me just review this. What are the pillars of an obedient faith? Number one is God's full dominion and sovereignty. Number two is that God has the supreme righteousness in His commands. And number three, that God is calling us for a very personal response. Now, the question now moves us to, so if you're going to obey God, What is that quality of obedience that this real faith inspires amongst the believers? Kung talagang tayo ay susunod sa Panginoon at kung talagang tayo ay tatalima sa pinapagawa ng Panginoon sa atin. What is the kind of obedience? What is the quality of obedience that this faith will bring about in every believer? Because, my friends, let me say this. If our faith enables us to set up patterns of sound doctrine, talagang kaya mung recite ang Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and qualifies you to crack heads with people that don't agree with your faith. And yet, kahit ganung kakagaling, kahit ganung kakarticulate, but if you utterly lack the fruit of obedience in your life, then I'll say this you are no different. We are no different from the demons. Why? Because the book of James would say, even the demons believe in God and they even shudder. Paniniwala lang, kahit si Satanas naniniwala na merong Dios. Nanginginig pa. Mas lamang ang nandiyablo sa atin dahil sila pag nandiyan ang Panginoon. They shudder in fear. We don't do that. So it's not just about knowing a set of doctrines. That's why the Apostle Paul would say that knowledge can puff up. Baka lalo lang lumaki yung ulo kung yung kalaman hindi naman ng tamang pagsunud sa ng Diyos. Our obedience to God should be the mark of everything that we do. And that's why, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the apostle Paul would say, You may speak in the tongues of men. You may have faith that moves mountains. You may have the audacity to really give your body to the flames. But what did the apostles say? But if you don't have love, meaning if you don't fulfill and obey the law of love, the Word of God is very simple. You're only a clanging symbol. You're only a noisy gong. You are nothing. We gain nothing. Let this be a good reminder for all of us. I, I follow the uh, Facebook page of Ed Lapis. God bless you Pastor Ed Lapis I met him personally in one of the retreats of Day by Day where I was invited to be one of their ministers and so a few days ago Pastor Ed Lapis had this very scathing but very much true Facebook post sabe niya ang konti-konti ng Christian sa mundo Na hindi ko magaya ang bosses ni Ed Lapis sabe niya ang konti-konti ng Christian sa mundo pa konti pa ng pa konti bakit Kasi so, sobrang init ng mga Christians, nakakapaso na. Wala nang gustong sumama sa iyo. Nakakailang, nakakasakal. Kasi gusto ituwid ang lahat ng bawat liko all the time. Kahit na napakaliit, napakakontit, napakababo naman talaga ng alam sa Bible, ay nagdudunong-dunungan ng maraming Christians. Walang pinapalampas kailangan i-rebuke lahat. Lahat hinuhusgahan, sinusuri, binabatikos. Kahit ang tagal mo ng tama, Minsan, lang, minsan ka lang magkamali, lagot ka na kaagad, ipapahiya ka, susuguring ka, ibubulitin board ka, ipupulpito ka, pag nagkasala ka, pag pipiestahan ka ng walang awa. Si sister, si manang, si ate, sila na ngayon ang biglang number one chismosa at judge mo. And then Pastor Ed says, buti pang pa mga outlaws. Meaning yung walang sa pananampalataya. They care and care for the wounded. But many Christians kill their wounded. Nadapa ka na nga, nagkamali ka lang, nagkamali ka na, nahulog, tatapakan ka pa, huhusgahan ka pa, lilitisin, ititiwalag, kahit buong buhay ka naglingkod sa church. Kandarapa ang Christians na baguhin ng mundo, bakit di muna magsimula sa sarili? Pilit pinapasunod kay Jesus ang madla, bakit kaya di muna ang church people ang sumubok, sumunod talaga kay Jesus? Pag ginawa, pag ginawa nila ito, pag sumunod talaga kay Jesus, di na nila kailangang magmisyon, mag evangelistic rally, mag Bible study, mag broadcast, mamigay ng mga libreng babasahin kasi kusang sasama sa kanila ang mga tao dahil sino naman ang tatangging sumunod sa kung ikaw na sumusunod kay Jesus ay mabait, maibigin, mapagpatawad, mabuti at madaling kausap. Pero ayaw sumama ng madla, ayaw sumunod kasi hindi naman nila hindi naman sila kumbinsido sa nakikita nila at nababalitaan nila. Ouch. Sakit no? Pero totoo. Kasi marami kabisado mo na, memorize mo ng Bible pero hindi naman nakikita sa tunay na buhay. So again, I ask you a question. Anong classing obedience ang napo-produce ng mga taong may tunay na pananampalataya? Let me give you three or four kinds of obedience. Number 1, it's the immediate kind of obedience. Tang talagang may pananampalataya ka sa Dios na kinikilala mo, pag mayroong siyang ipinag-utos, immediate, promptly, impronto gagawin mo, kapatid. And that's why Hebrews 11 verse 8, it says by faith, Abraham when he was called, obeyed. I underscore that. Maybe you can underline that now in your Bible. He obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. Hindi alam ni Lord kung saan pupunta. Hindi alam ni Abraham kung saan siya pinapapunta ni Lord. Pero sabi ni Lord go out, and it was an immediate obedience. And Abraham probably talked to his wife Sarah, all his household. Okay, guys, pack up, pack up tomorrow, we are leaving. Santay pupunta Master, santay pupunta sweetheart, sabi siguro ng asawa. And Abraham said, "God will give it to us." But today, pack up because we have a marching order that we should be leaving. Just like Zacchaeus, when Zacchaeus, this very much hated tax collector during Jesus' time, he heard that Jesus was there in that part of Jericho. He climbed up the sycamore tree just to get a glimpse of Jesus because in his heart he was searching for Jesus Christ his life was nothing but empty and Jesus looked at him from atop top of the tree and Jesus says come down because I'm going to have dinner in your house tonight and that night Zacchaeus threw a party for Jesus and all the other sinners were there and Luke chapter 19 verse 8 Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord look Lord here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house. Zacchaeus never went through the discipleship process just yet. Zacchaeus for all his life missed out on any church service. Zacchaeus was a sinful, filthy, corrupt, Bir official, and yet when Jesus came to his household and he heard the word of Jesus, the kait konti lang yung kanyang narenieg. It was more than enough to stir up that faith in Zacchaeus and move him to obedience. Lahat ng niloko ko babayaran ko, lahat ng pinan kaotangako, apat na beses ko pa silang ibabalik kung anuman ang aking nakuhas sa kanila. And Jesus proclaimed, and Jesus never lies. Salvation has come to this house. Salvation is not just because we uttered some magical formula and therefore we are saved. Faith is important for us to be saved. But that faith should always be reflected in the obedience that follows the faith profession that we are speaking. And that's why Psalm 119, David would say, I considered my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. I hastened and did not delay to keep Your commandments. Mga kapatid, if you'd like to be far from the shallows, kung anong pinapagawa ng Diyos sa inyo sa ating ngayong 2021, let us not delay it. Let's not say, okay, next month na lang, maybe next year na lang. Worse, wag mong awayin ang pastor. wag mong awayin ang discipler na nagbibigay lang naman sa inyo ng encouragement. Kapatid, halika na. Let's do it na. In the words of a famous actress, now na. Huwag mo nang ipagpa next year. Huwag mo nang ipagpa next month. Huwag mo ikasama nang If you tanggapin mo ang instruction ng pangilon. It might take you away from your comfort zone, but truly if faith is birthed in your heart, obeying God will be prompt, it will be immediate. Secondly, it will be exact. It is an exact obedience, mga kapatid. It is an exact obedience. Hindi mo'y bukas, hindi mo't titingnan ang ibang tao kung anong sinabi ng Dios. It is for you. Exact obedience. Hindi mo'y ni enjoy ang dati mong buhay. It's just like the story of, of one man he went to a psychiatrist. Doc, pwedim mo akong prescribe ng whatever pill because I'm so tired for the last few nights now hindi ako makatulog. Gabi-gabi na lang basketball, basketball lang ako'y pinapanaginipan, ginipan pur na lang basketball. And the psychiatrist said, "Okay, here, take this pill tonight. I promise you, you're going to sleep tight, no dreams." And the patient said, "Doc, pa di bukas na lang ng ko take to?" And the doctor said, "Bakit mo paipag papa-bukas?" And the patient said, "Championship na kasimamaya." Eh. Now, sometimes people we enjoy the deceptions of sin. And that's why our obedience is that prompt and it's not exact. Gusto mo pang ipagpa next week. Gusto mo pang ipagpa next year. Saka na lang pagtapos ng COVID. Saka na ako magtatights. Saka na ako magpapadisciple. Saka na ako magpapawater baptize. COVID pe. COVID has become an excuse for many people, I believe. But for Abraham, it was an exact obedience. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out. The Lord says, Abraham, I want you to go out. How did he express his obedience? He went out. He was called to pack up. He packed up. It is an exact obedience. And I remember the story of this rich young ruler who for all of his life, he thought he was doing good. Who for all of his life, he thought he was bringing himself himself nearer to the heart of God. But he always felt there was something empty in his heart. And so when he heard that Jesus was in town, He went to Jesus. And this rich young ruler said, Lord, what do I do to inherit eternal life? And you know that narrative in Matthew chapter 19, verse 21, Jesus would say to this young rich ruler, which in the account would say, Jesus loved. Jesus looked at him with such loving gaze. This could be the next apostle. This could be the next disciple. But Jesus tested the heart of this rich young man. If you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, then come and follow me. It was an exact command for the rich young ruler who for all of his life made money, made possessions, His God, and Jesus said, let me put you to the test. Let go of everything that you have, and you'll be my follower. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. It exposed the corruption of his heart. Although he was religious, he was pious, he was good in every aspect. Talagang A plus ang grade sa lahat ng bagay. But when put to the real test, he chose to walk away from the Lord. Why? Because God demands our exact obedience. What is it that God is wanting you to do? The third kind of obedience that this faith inspires in us is it's a practical obedience, mga kapatid. Abraham just obeyed, just practically. You can just imagine how he huddled his family that night and he said, we don't know where we're going but we know our God well enough. He's trustworthy. He's sovereign. His commands are righteous. So, the final destination, it will be revealed to us as we go along. This is what I call The religion of hands and feet. It's practical. Kung saan ang yung sinasabi, sumusunod ang yung mga yapak. Sumusunod ang yung mga kamay. Now that we are launching into this 21 day fasting, let me give you some practical advices from the Word of God so that our obedience unto God is practical and it is exact. Isaiah 58 would say, Oh, they're busy. Verse 2. They're busy, busy, busy at worship. They love studying all about me. To all appearances, they're a nation of right living people. They're law-abiding. They're God-honoring. They ask me, what's the right thing to do? And they love having me on their side. But they also complain. Lord, why do we fast and you don't look our way? Why do we humble ourselves and you don't even notice? Parang church ano po? Lord, lahat ng Bible studies inatin go online manyan, face to face manyan. We are pious, we are religious, we are solemn. We speak in tongues. We glory in the fellowship of the saints. Every commandment, Lord. Oh, we just glory. We just want to know you more and more. Naginroll pang ako sa seminary, Lord. Oh, para lang mas maging master ko hermeneutics, ang Old Testament, ang systematic theology. And then verse three would say, "But Lord, why is it that you are so absent in our lives? Why is it, Lord, that you don't even notice us?" In other words, in other words the people in time of Isaiah saying, were saying, why are we not blessed? We're doing all the motions, but, but why are we, not, are we not blessed? Now Isaiah 58, verse 3, the second part, the Lord answers. This is from the message translation. Well, here's why. Now the Lord speaks. The bottom line on your fast days is profit. You drive your employees much too hard. Kaya pinagpa-fasting mo mga empleyado mo para hindi ka magpakain ng lunch ngayong araw. Part nagan lang benefit, lunch, di ba? May lunch subsidy. Kaya ka pinagpa-fasting mo sila kasi gusto mo, hindi mabawasan ng kita mo. You see the evil intent? Verse 4, you fast, but at the same time, you bicker and you fight. Pag inabutan ka na ng gutom, argh, fa- nagpa-fasting up, pero mainiti ng ulo. You fast, but you swing a mean fist. The kind of fasting you do won't get your prayers off the ground, God would say. Do you think this is the kind of fast day I'm after? A day to show off humility? To put on a pious long face and parade around solemnly in black? Do you call that fasting a fast day that I, God, would like? Ouch. Sakit, no? Ganon si Lord, eh. magsalita. because God always goes straight to the heart of the matter why are you doing what you are doing why are we declaring 21 days of fasting if this is just to be able to post in Facebook, forget it my friend if this is just for you to be taking a pictures of your empty plate fasting day 5 forget it it's not for show As a matter of fact, I'd like to encourage you, aside from watching Facebook online service and all the devotionals that we will be coming up for you, fast from the movies, fast from all those endless scanning of the Facebook posts of other people. Better yet, spend the time serving the poor. Because in Isaiah 58 verse 6, God says, this is the kind of fast day I am after that you break the chains of injustice, that you get rid of exploitation in the workplace, that you free the oppressed, that you cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is this. Share your food with the hungry. Invite the homeless poor into your homes. Put clothes on the shivering ill clad. Be available to your own families. That's real fasting. If you shall fast from this cell phone for the next 21 days, you'll realize you and your husband, you and your wife, will have more face-to-face time like this. Hindi yung araw-araw TikTok ang pinapanood mo. Hindi yung araw-araw mga ang pinapakinggan mo at pinag mo oras. That's the kind of fasting that God will honor. You see, it's practical obedience. And fourthly, it's a far-seeing obedience. You obey God because you see beyond what is in front of you. It is a transcendent faith. You have bigger, you have more, you have deeper, you have farther looking visions in life, mga kapatid. Hebrews 11.15 would say, Indeed, if they had been thinking of the country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly home. For all practicalities, purposes. When Abraham packed up his things and brought his wife, his family, along with his servants, and along with his livestock, and he didn't even know yet where the Lord was taking them, it was not so much the destination in a physical land that Abraham got motivated in, Kasi kung lang pag-uusapan, Abraham was already content in the land of Ur. He was an established, prosperous, wealthy businessman in the land of Ur. But now we know, his vision was beyond just finding another country. Abraham even knew that maybe for quite some time he would be a no man. Meaning wala siyang address, NPA, no permanent address. But now we know, verse, based on verse eleven, fifteen or verse 16, that he desired a country that is a heavenly one. Abraham knew that his obedience to God will ultimately lead him to his heavenly home. Far beyond the glamour of this world, far beyond the uh, benefits of the richness of today's earthly life, Abraham was motivated by his heavenly abode. And what a glorious testament to the life of Abraham and all the saints mentioned in Hebrews 11. Verse 6, second part would say, therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. In James chapter 2, verse 23, it says the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. So here in church, we we sing that very upbeat song, I am friend of God. When we obey God for His word, for His right to command us, for the purity and the righteousness of His commands, for our personal response to every command that He gives us when we exhibit the obedience of our faith, God calls us His friends. So as I wind this up, maybe your question is, so, so what's in it for me, pastor? As selfish as, as, as it may sound, but God also wants you, God doesn't want you to be ignorant of the benefits of obedience. The benefits of the obedience of your faith. What's in it for me? Let me give you three benefits, amongst many others. Number one is, it's going to give you a life that is filled with God's shalom. You will have peace. Peace. A life that is freed from the encumbrances of sin, because now you will have to acknowledge, kung sinunod mulang ang pita ng yung laman kung naghari at pinaghari mulang ang ang hila sa inang mundo, sangkaya kaya, kaya pinulut nyo. My wife Rose and I would have would sleep late at night, and we just. Talk in our bed until the wee hours of the morning, and we would ask these hypothetical questions. My love, kaya tayo kung hindi Lord. When we were reflecting about this, the death of this flight attendant. Again, I have no judgments on this case, but when we were reflecting on his life, we would say, "Do you remember those times when we were also very much drunkards? Do you remember those times?" I would say, "My love, when." Talaga nawang gabi-gabi akong lasing, fragment pa ako nung bago akong kasal. There was not a night that I was not drunk. Thank God na hindi ako nag aortic aneurysm. But you see when you, just, when you just obey the ways of the Lord, the shalom, the peace of God comes upon you. Kulong ka na sana ngayon kung wala ka kay Lord. Nakapatay ka na sana ng tao or napatay ka na sana. Nang ibang tao ngayon. But when you stay with the path of the Lord, shalom comes to you. Another one is, it gives you a life that is free from unnecessary burdens. That you don't have to be wrestling with life, my friend. You know that God is the one that is sovereign over you. That God is the one that guides you. God is the one that shows you that place where He is taking you. So you can free yourself from the unnecessary stress. A lot of people are being oppressed by depression in these times of pandemic because we try to guess what the coming days ahead of us will look like. Sinuman mga hindi may stress. Wala pang bakuna. Bawal paring lumabas matanda at mga bata. And you don't know if the income will be sustained for the next coming days. If you'll be overthinking these things, oppressions and depressions and anxiety and panic attacks can really come into your heart. But when you stay with God, even even if you don't know what the days ahead will look like, but if you know that God is sovereign and He does nothing that is not in sync with His character, because He's a God of love, He's a God of holiness. Then you can trust the coming days of your life that God is already there, Amen. Because God will free you from that unnecessary burden, and lastly, it will give you a life that is worthy of emulation—a life, na kahit kopya ng yung mga anak, kahit pamarisan ng ibang tao, hindi sila maliligaw. It is a life that will inspire other people to obey. As the song would say that all who come behind us will also find us faithful. It is a life that is worthy of emulation. I remember the story of Karl Marx. Karl Marx, you know, the the founder of Marxism, of communism. He used to be a Jewish person. His family was Jewish. What made him backslide? When they transferred from their former place to another place, And there was no synagogue, his father started bringing the whole Jewish family to a Catholic church. Karl Marx protested. He said, Dad, we're not Catholics. We are Jewish people. Why are you taking us here? And the father said, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm a businessman. I have to be in church so that here I can get my contacts. I can have my network so that I can do my business. It deeply embedded in Karl Marx, number one, a deep hatred against capitalism. And a deep hatred towards God and religion. No wonder he was the founder of communism, an atheistic, godless, anti capitalist ideology. My friends, let's go far from the shallow, shall we? Let's go far from the shallows. God is commanding us. Enough of the life of being shallow. Let's walk in the obedience. our faith. God is wonderful things in store for us. He already is in our future.